2: It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. This is Primetime on Football Friday. 1080 The Fan. We're going to ring that championship bell. 60 minutes, let's open up the whole ten kick-ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Ready?
3: This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk.
2: Brought to
1: you by the A Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the A Sportsbook.
2: On 1080 The Fan.
0: Yeah, our number three here on a best-of edition of Primetime. Uh, Isaac and Souk in the temporary transfer portal. They'll both be back on Monday. Uh, Isaac on vacation in Mexico, and Suk is in Philadelphia now, or at least on his way to Philadelphia for the Army-Navy game this weekend. Should be a fun one. Uh, and I imagine Isaac is having a fun time himself. So I am here bringing you the best of Primetime, although we will do the Hot Five like we normally do because, well, we have new news events going on today and uh, don't need to replay old ones for that so without further ado it's time for the hot five at five
2: oh. hot topics hot opinions oh golly i'm hot today and hot air it's time for the hot five at five it's hot the hot five at five on prime time with isaac and Sue. no i mean it that's very hot the hot five at five with isaac and Sue on 1080 the fan
0: Number five. Number five. five. Uh, And a reminder as well, uh, if you're listening in, uh, I'm going to be adding to some of the rotating bump back music here for primetime. So if you have suggestions, musical suggestions that you want to hear um, coming back from break, let me know and I'll uh, add to the rotation. Starting though with the hot five, five. Number five, World Cup action today. If you don't like today's games, you're just never going to like soccer. Um, Incredible action. Uh, Brazil and Croatia were scoreless through regulation in extra time. Both teams got a goal with Croatia uh, scoring in the 117th minute. So just about three minutes left in uh, extra time there. And then Croatia ends up winning on PKs. Uh, Brazil stunned beside themselves. Inconsolable is really something to watch. And then... um, In the Netherlands-Argentina game, Argentina had a 2-0 lead in the 83rd minute before the Netherlands got one back, and then with 10 minutes of stoppage time, uh, the Netherlands on a set piece that was really nifty, um, able to put one through, but they end up losing to Argentina uh, in extra time there. So that matchup set for the next round, Argentina versus Croatia. Do have a couple games tomorrow. You have England and France. Uh, You also have Portugal and Morocco. number four uh, some Oregon ducks bowl game news feels like most of it has been recently pertaining to their opponent the North Carolina tar heels we learned that uh, top defender storm duck who really needs to be an Oregon transfer at this point uh, is going to the transfer portal for the tar heels uh, he's one of their top defensive backs we learned that Drake May their stud freshman quarterback is as pulled his name back out of the transfer portal, or at least there were reports that he was going in, but he says he's coming back to Carolina. He is going to play in the bowl game against the Ducks. The latest development, though, Josh Downs. He is the uh, all-conference wide receiver, two-time All-ACC selection, and uh, he is entering himself in the NFL draft, so he's not going to be part of the Holiday Bowl when the Ducks and the Tar Heels do battle on December the 24th. Number three, Number three. Thursday Night Football, kind of a stinker, Uh, at least until the end when uh, Baker Mayfield, playing the hero, coming through. I saw a hilarious tweet that said uh, the Rams basically Amazon primed themselves a quarterback for Thursday's game because he was in the building for like all of 48 hours, I think, before he had to start. Or excuse me, he did not start. John Wolford got the start. Baker came in, but they were trailing 16-3 in that game. The Raiders had a punt at the end that pinned the Rams deep, and they were reacting like they'd won the Super Bowl. Only problem was they couldn't uh, stop them the 98-some-odd yards that they needed. Baker hooks up with Van Jefferson at the end of regulation. The Rams win uh, 17-16, and the Raiders now at, let's see, they are 5-8 and eight after that loss. Um, probably not going to be able to make the playoffs now, even if they win out. The Rams already done, but uh, Baker and company playing spoilers. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of run Baker gets the rest of the way. Is he done being a starting quarterback uh, in the future? Does he just have the gig for this year, or does he become someone's top backup? Hard to say. Uh, we'll find out sooner than later.
2: 10. Number two.
1: Number two.
0: Uh, number two, more hardware coming in for Alex Forsyth, the Duck Center and really do-it-all lineman. Um, he has been honored as a second team All-American by the Football Writers Association of America. I think there are five different publications that do the All-American uh, rankings or or name kids to all-American teams, but uh, that is one of the five, and certainly well-deserved for him. I was reading up on um, some more (laughs) of his stats, and we know that the Oregon line as a whole did a great job at keeping Bo Nix clean, but um, in 761 snaps on the O-line this season... Um, Alex Forsythe did not allow a sack. Uh, nobody, none of his opponents lined up against him beat him at any point during the season. Uh, an impressive year from him. Uh, he will be playing in the bowl game. And then additionally, uh, has accepted an invite to the senior bowl. So I know he has aspirations of being a, a guy who plays on Sundays. Uh, we certainly believe he will. And he's going to get the opportunity to showcase that. But a second team All-American uh, for a kid that used to run around this studio when he was growing up. Well, not this one, but the old building. You know what I'm saying.
3: Too far together to stop now. Let's do it. That's it, baby. Shut it from the rooftop. America's number one fighting
0: force. Number one. Number one. Number one. And number one, your Portland Trailblazers. A rough one last night. Damian Lillard, with his best game since coming back from injury, he goes for 40 points, scores, uh, excuse me, hits nine three pointers, accounting for. 27 of those 40. Also drops 12 assists on the night. And still, they can't get the victory. Uh, Jamal Murray with a dagger three-pointer. About a second remaining in the game. After the game, Jeremy Grant saying it was all on him. It was his fault. Uh, But really stings for Blazers fans who have uh, been seeing this team go through a bit of a rough stretch lately. And, uh, man, this seemed like one they could have had against another playoff opponent. Uh, But, alas, they're going to have to uh, regroup and shake this one off. 121 to when 20 the final last night as Jamal Murray plays the hero and Dane Willard and his 40 points go home as losers. Um, plenty more to come here on this best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Um, let's see, what do we have to hit still? Uh NFL quarterback studs and duds. I think it'd be interesting to look back at what Suk thought of the quarterbacks around the NFL about 10 weeks ago. Um, Plus, we've got some of our best of Joey Harrington, as well as some outstanding club hour segments. Also, I want you to keep hitting me up with some of uh, the songs that you want to hear coming back from breaks. I'm adding to the rotator music, and uh, we'll certainly add your suggestions as well. You're listening to a best of edition of Primetime on 1080 The Fan.
4: Selling a little or a lot. shopify.com slash all lowercase go to shopify.com slash now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash
1: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details Hyundai, there's joy in every journey With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Welcome back to a best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Thought it would be fun to do a little exercise where uh, we had Souk play a little game that Isaac came up with called uh, stud or dud going through some quarterbacks in the NFL. And uh, this was the second portion of that segment, but I think that the more uh, entertaining one. We'd already gone through uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Kenny Pickett uh, here on are the other quarterbacks that Isaac wanted to go through with Souk.
5: All right, this is quarterback stutter dead. Souk must not fence it. You have to tell me if you think this quarterback has it. Okay. So your first three I gave you were Justin Fields' Kenny Pickett and Trey Lance and you think they're all done. I don't think if you're a team, if you're an NFL team, I don't think you feel good about
6: any of those guys going forward. Now you're committed, you're not going to, you know, you're not dumping anyone Trey right Lance,
5: now. Trey Lance best chance.
6: Yeah, but it's it's but still. It's no one feels good about any of them. And I'm with you. Okay, so I've got five other guys here. I've okay. got Zach Wilson. He might be the worst of the bunch. Even not it's not So you mine. don't think
5: there's any hope for him at all? It looks really bad.
6: I mean, is there is there hope? I, I guess there's a glimmer of hope. It, it's bad. Like and and his isn't just um, you know not a lot around him. I know they've dealt with some offensive line injuries. His decision making process is the worst of of anyone in the NFL. Uh, I told you that last week under pressure, uh, he got pressured 16 times. He went one of 14 and threw two picks. And it's just he, he it's it's like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. He runs around and, and they viewed him as like this poor man's Patrick Mahomes because he can extend plays and throw from all these arm angles. It, it's just it's it's awful. They are they are winning despite him. They are hiding him.
5: Yeah. They're four and one with him as a starter. He has three touchdowns, five picks, and his quarterback rating is uh and he's completing fifty-five percent of his passes. His QBR is seventy one.
6: He is the worst of this group. It's it's bad. So if, if you are talking about punting on someone after a short period of time, Look, if, if I'm the Jets and I've got I've got multiple uh, first round picks and I've got some draft capital, and I feel like whether it's C.J. Stroud or you know Bryce Young or whatever, I would, at this point would have zero problem doing what the Cardinals did in Josh Rosen and just being like, we missed, we we missed, we made a mistake, and it's it's time to get better. He is awful, Daniel Jones. No, I mean he's he's a dud. You can you can win with him. Dable's proving that. Are they going to sign him? You think? If if they do, it's going to be to a very very team friendly uh, deal, and then he'll be a bridge quarterback. And and you saw it against Seattle, dude. Daniel, there is you can win games playing the way the Giants are are playing, but in this league, you you have to be able to score against the better teams. And you know they're not going to win having to score twenty eight points because they don't score twenty eight points. So no, he's a dud. He's better than what we thought he was because he's not turning the ball over as much. But Daniel Jones is not any sort of franchise quarterback, and that much we know for certain. Trevor Lawrence, best hope of any of them, but because I think his, I think his uh, floor is higher than the rest. But he, if, if you're Jacksonville, it's alarming. He's regressed, and he has been given a better coach. He's been giving better talent around him. And he's regressing. He is not winning close games. There are a lot of people that did not believe the Andrew Luck hype about him. You know, uh, me and Nemec talk about the draft because he's a, he's a draft absolute nut. And he, is, he screamed from the mountaintops that this was more about reputation. And then when you really broke down his game, he was a very solid NFL prospect. Certainly a first round. But this generational sort of talent? Uh-uh. And so far, that line of thinking seems to be way more accurate than this generational quarterback. So I think that he can, I think he will be okay. Trevor Lawrence is not Andrew Luck. He's not John Elway. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Josh Allen. Could he turn into that? Sure. So I'll, I'll still say stud, because I don't think he's going to be a dud. Okay. But I think his stud level is way, way lower than anyone thought when he was coming out. This is not a generational product. Tua. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, stud. <laughs> really? Light stud. Light stud. Because, again, you're not giving me any leeway between
5: stud and dud. No, because you d- want to sit, fence sit. He's not a fence it. He's not a dud. He's not a dud. He's not a dud. I agree with you. And finally, a tough one. Or is it? It's my last one. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith. What are you laughing at? I don't. Come on, he's a stud. That may be the hardest
6: one of any of these that you gave me. Well, he's been in the league a long time. He's been in the league a long time. We thought he was a dud. And there has been nothing to indicate that Geno Smith like a stud. was anything. And now. He's, he's such an interesting case study, right? I think he's a stud. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But. I think the biggest decision to be made in the offseason.
5: Yeah, do you pay that guy?
6: Do you pay him? And do you go and, like, you're Seattle. This was supposed to be a rebuild, right? And you got draft capital to go out and, and, and get involved in your next quarterback. And your pick may not be high, but Denver's pick may, or you're going to have to, that you can move up into the top five and grab one of them. So the question becomes, do you go out and spend a first-round pick and say, we've got our bridge quarterback until, you know, this, this guy's ready. You pull, like, an Aaron Rodgers. You draft a guy in the 20s. And sit behind a couple years. Do you get aggressive and go after a top five pick, or do you just say F it"? We don't need a quarterback. We got G D Geno. Let Smith. me ask you
5: this: uh, This is probably something we'll have to carry over to tomorrow. I'll put it in my notes because we can we can let it breathe more tomorrow. But just off the top of your head, what do you think if they sign Geno? Do they need to sign him I'll the, look, next year? I'll look and see. what I feel he's, like he's close.
6: Let's see what his contract.
5: What would he say. pay? If or let's say somebody's coming after him or whatever. Yeah. Like, what does he command? If he keeps this up, <laughs> you in, know, in, like this, in a, this
6: league, if he finishes this year, well, what if? Daniel, yeah, he's, he, this is it. He's an yeah, that's searcher, what he's I thought. So, what do they got to pay to keep that guy? It pro, if if he plays this way the rest of the year and they make the playoffs, is he getting over twenty million a yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, he's getting over, over 20. yeah, you're over thirty. No, no. If okay. someone wants to give him thirty, I'll take my compensatory pick and, and thanks for go? coming. Okay, but he's going to get twenty twenty five. If he
5: plays like this, if he plays what like this, what about Daniel Jones? Do you think if the Giants sign him, is he getting upwards of? Because they're winning games. They're they're he's somewhere. I I think in 20, the, I think he's somewhere in the high
6: teens, maybe twenty. Yeah, maybe. Because remember, the cap is also going to keep rising. So getting someone at twenty two mil is. Actually, in today's league, when you got quarterbacks making forty, okay, plus we got to finish this. Geno Smith, stud or dud? I am going to hate myself for saying this, but <laughs> stud. Yes, this
0: looks. Let's go. This looks. Kind what do you of think su- about that, this Niners looks kind of boy? Of sustainable. Lance is a dud. Geno's a stud. How do you feel about that? I think that right now that is accurate. <laughs>
5: right now that is accurate. I just.
0: I With there being no middle ground,
5: I cannot
6: believe. That Geno Smith is even in this conversation, but he is, and he deserves to
5: be.
3: All right. Club 1080 is next.
5: We have the new hottest
3: couple on earth. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
4: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You
1: are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter.
6: Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
0: Welcome back to a best-of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sook Ryan Buckley hosting today as the boys are both out in the temporary transfer portal. They'll both be back on Monday. Um, but... What we do every Friday at this time is talk with one Joey Harrington. So, pulled one of our best interviews with him in which he has some insights, not on the college game, but on the NFL, Russell Wilson, and some bad football. Here's Joey.
2: Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, Fridays at
5: 530 with Joey Harrington. Uh, We got a hearty, I told you so, from uh, Joey last night. Uh, And I'm assuming you're talking about Russell Wilson.
2: I wouldn't call it Hardy. I would. Would would a would a direct text saying "I told you so" count as Hardy?
5: No, because you. So it's a meme, and it's a, who's guy, uh, who's that guy? Who's that Seattle comedian guy? Big You're right. Guy, uh, remember him? Uh, the guy who used to host the Soup or whatever. Oh, Joe McHale. Yeah, it's Joel McHale, and he is shouting it through. Cl- uh, cupped hands <laughs> That's right. And it says, well, I hate to say I told you so. So, yes,
2: I would say that was hard. That's right. No, that that's hardy. Definitely hardy. <laughs> so, yeah.
5: what, what uh what were we watching there? My god, help us.
2: You, what were you watching? What, um,
6: what
5: did I just see <laughs> No one knows.
6: You Man.
2: were Well, well, no. No, no, no. I mean, let's let's seriously look at it. I, I I think what I think w- how do you how do you describe it? Use the post game press it, pr- use the post game press conference to start your analysis. Right? What did he do when he was walking away? Yeah, it was Broncos country, and then he like walks halfway away, and then comes back and says, "Let's ride." There's an inability to to recognize what's what's happening. Right? There, there's an inability to to change to adapt. You know, there's and, and it's part of, you know, what we've talked about before is this fixation on, it's not an identity, but this persona, right? You, you have to keep up this image. You have to keep up um, looking a certain way and acting a certain way and believing that you can't let a, you know, show a crack in the armor. And, and I, I feel like I'm in a unique position to analyze this because that, that's where I was. Right, that that was literally me for, you know, a minus, you know, seven Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl. But in terms of trying to hold up this persona of who you're supposed to be, right, right. And so he's built up this idea of, you know, the let Russ cook, and then he goes out and he throws for all sorts of yards, and, um, you know, I'm not happy here. This is, you know, you're not giving me the things I need, and then he gets to a place where. He wants to be, and he's getting paid, and he's got the things that he needs, and it's not quite working. But you're so fixated on who you were and how you got there that there's an inability to realize that sometimes the best way to go about things is to just say, you know what, I played really crummy today. Sometimes that's, that's all defense want, the, the defensive players want to hear is, like, you stand up and say, yeah. I was, I was garbage and I, not only do I need to get better, but I can get better. And here's how we will get better. Right. The you know, I was called Joey blue skies That you know, that was the, you know, the, the nickname for me in Detroit near the end of my career, because I kept hanging on to this idea. And it was the idea that of, of what, of what got me to where I was in the NFL. Right. I, I had built up this persona of this guy in college who would never, no matter the situation, we were never out, right? We never got down. We never we never hung our head. We're always fighting. We're always digging our way out, right? And that worked for a while, or I should say that worked so long as we were actually coming back and winning. But, you know, okay, great. That's cute. You know, your first year in the league when, you know, you go 3-13 and 13. and your next year in the league, okay, you get kicked in the teeth. And then by your third year in the league where I'm still trying to say, like, look, we can get better. We can get better. Sometimes people just want to, want to hear you say, and especially guys in the locker room, just want to hear you say, yeah, I was bad today, but I own it. Right? And, and, and that's the – we've talked about this before. There's only three, maybe four guys in the league who can truly pick up from one team as a pro bowler and go somewhere else and have the same type of, type of success that they did in their previous location, right? You know, that was Drew Brees going from San Diego to, to New Orleans. That was Peyton going from Indy to Denver. That was Brady going from, um, New England to Tampa. from New England to Tampa. Right. But the rest of these guys that are the, you know, call it the year-to-year, you know, number five to number 15 guys in the league, and, the, you know, those kind of guys, you know, and, and there's flexibility every year. A lot of those guys, their success is, success is based on the, the guys around them, the system around them, the coaches around them, the, the comfort with where you are. And so to expect Russell Wilson, a guy who is never considered or should have never really been considered a top five quarterback in the league, expect him to go and truly pick up where he left off, left off statistically in, in Denver. That, that was never a realistic expectation now nobody expected it to be this bad but what's compounding the situation is his inability to recognize and i don't say admit but just accept like this isn't broncos country let's ride like this is dude we got to get better and it starts with me and 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 i think looking back that's absolutely one of the things i would have changed about my time in detroit is is Simply being able to say, you know what, defense? Yeah, you helped him with 17 points today, and we sucked. And 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 I need to do better. And if I don't do better, then I understand that you know you're going to make a decision at this position to to correct what is the problem right now. Now it now it's tough because you're paying the guy what 45 million dollars a year. Yep. So yeah, I mean th- this is this is literally what we talked about last week. There's this phony persona that when it's good it works, but <laughs> when it's not, it compounds the problem and th- and that's what's happening right now.
5: So do you think do you think on the field he's stubborn or is is being stubborn, looking stubborn? Well, I, now
2: my immediate reaction to that is yes. Here's what's that what what that is based on, is I'm making the assumption that on was it, uh, it was fourth and one yeah last night yep. where they called the timeout and and then they I'm making the assumption that he said here's what I want yes. to run yes uh,
5: that's what I think too right? I, it, it looked like that's the conversation they were having
2: right and so if I'm making that assumption. Which, you know, fair or not, may, it may be right or not. And then he comes out and versus a five man pressure, man coverage behind, goes to the weak side yeah. when on the front side you had a built in man beater rub rub. Yep. Wide open. That's on him. That's yeah. on him. That's his play
5: call. That's tismiss- 100%. Miss.
2: Right, because he's saying, I want to go and, again. We're making an assumption. Let me, let me back up. Even if we're not making an assumption, what he did is said, I want to go to my guy, Sutton. I see man coverage. I believe that he can win versus man coverage. As opposed to saying, which which can be fair sometimes, right? If you've got a Randy Moss, right? I get man coverage, I'm going to Randy Moss. You know, there are certain guys, you know Calvin Johnson. I get man coverage. I'm going to Calvin, Calvin Johnson. You literally had one of the best man coverage goal line beating routes built in on your front side, but he made the decision to go backside on that, which is fine. But but you have to own it when it doesn't work. But even this, like right? I'm, so,
6: I'm, I, I watched that play. This is the stuff that like it, <clears throat> it, I really wonder if if something is broken in him. You go back and watch that. So you got a single high safety. You got man on the outside. Right, eleven personnel. Your tight end falls down, right? The back is covered. Sutton is glued, or Gilmore is glued, and the safety, the single high safety, sees you staring at Gilmore and cheats and over he, fo- he follows, he, yes, he
1: follows, he follows his eyes. I mean, and, exactly. and, and Wilson
6: yeah. is staring right at him. I mean, honestly, if, if Gilmore didn't make the interception, the safety could come over to it. I mean, these are, these are high school reads. Like, you, I mean, there's just, it, it's unbelievable. He never even bothers to look to the right. There's no point. I'm watching this frame by frame. There is zero chance that he thought that Gilmore was open, and the safety is cheating over, and there's the guy that's covering the tight end who fell down. Also on that side, okay. you have four defenders what on say. the left, and
2: he never looks to the right. Here's what I'll say, though. You say this is high school read. <clears throat> that, that, that is a bit of an over-exaggeration, but there's truth to it. But what I'll say is as somebody who has been in this situation and I'm and, and again we're making a lot of assumptions here. I'm assuming that Russell deep down underneath this this persona, this Broncos country let's ride persona that he's he's still putting out there that there is some significant self-doubt. There's some significant I don't know if it's second guessing, right? But he was let, let's not even talk about the last play. He was late on he was late, and he threw a bad ball behind, uh, behind the receiver on the post route in the end zone at the yeah, end of the fourth quarter. Yep. That's true. Right? I, absol- I, I saw that happen, and I had a flashback to, to those years in Detroit where I knew what I was supposed to do, <laughs> but there was enough doubt, and there was enough like, oh, my God, I don't want to make another mistake. That it forced, that, that, that it, we've talked about this before, that, that moment that you just think about it. Like the fact that you have to think makes you late, yeah. right? So it's, it, it's not that he's, it's not that he's making the wrong read, which, you know, you, you could argue that, that, that he did. But it's that there's this, there's an underlying confidence issue going on. There's an underlying. It's almost as if he expected this to be significantly better than it was, or than it is, and he's wondering, well, why the heck is it? There's this second guessing. Is it me? Is is it something I'm doing? You know, do I need to be a better leader in the locker room? Do I need? What do I need to do? And and you're just grasping at straws, trying to figure this out. And like we've talked about a hundred times, the moment you grasp at straws, you 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 make stupid throws that you shouldn't do, and then you make a stupid throw, and then the next time that comes up, you hesitate for a minute, which then causes you to miss the right throw. Like, this is just something that continues to compound on top of each other. And and I'm curious to see when or if he's able to dig himself out of it.
6: You also got to realize, too, this is the first time he's ever struggled. Like, really? yeah. didn't struggle in college, didn't struggle his first 10 years in the NFL. This is his first real adversity where... He's playing. He's the problem. Never happened before.
2: Yeah. And and I think the first thing he needs to do is he needs to acknowledge it. Yeah. And that's going to be the biggest thing for him, and that's going to be the biggest thing for his locker room. But that is going to be the absolute toughest thing for him to do, is to acknowledge the fact that at $45 million a year, he is the problem.
5: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good luck with that. All right, so this is story time with Joey Harrington. Uh, We'll come back, talk a little bit more about Russ, but also I want to ask you why we're seeing so much bad football. Like, that was particularly bad last night. Tom Brady has said we're seeing a lot of bad football. Well, why is that? And We'll get to that next. More with Joey Harrington brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here.
0: Best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Taking your requests for new rotator bump back music. This one, I don't even know if it belongs, but I freaking love this song. And I love the movie that it was in, Say Anything. So I think it might be staying. Um, Anyhow, we will keep things rolling here with our usual story time with Joey. It is a best of edition story time with Joey. Why is so much bad football being played?
5: Interesting to hear you talk about, you know, just a guy who... You know, you've been in that situation where you've been overthinking things and what that leads to when we we just sit at home and look and go, my God, Russell Wilson, why didn't you just see the guy wide open? But my follow-up question would be, what about the coach? Like, When you watch the Broncos and what Russell Wilson is going through, is the coach not helping him? Like, doesn't it seem very vanilla? And Russell Wilson's strengths, like, why not get him out of the pocket a little bit more? I mean, I don't know. Is that crazy to say the coach isn't helping him here?
2: Uh, I, I, yes and no. I mean, I, I think it's one of those things where as you execute, the playbook opens up, right? Okay. You know, you, you can have this long list of things you want to do. Hey, we want to, you know, once we run this way and have success, then we can boot the other way off. Of it. Once we throw, this route to the, to the front side, then we can look it down and come back and hit this on the backside. Right. There are all this stuff is predicated on the success that you have early in the game to set up what you would then come back to. Right. And the problem is they're not having the success on the first stuff, right. To, to set up the second stuff. So it's easy to say, well, they should be doing this. I, I think there's, I don't want to say it's a it's a perfect storm, but I but I do think that there is there not an issue with the head coach, but let's let's just say it's a, a a new head coach trying to figure out who his team is and who he should be for his team and how he should interact with his team. Right the 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 example I would give is Steve Mariucci was for two and a half years, my, you know, my longest tenured head coach in the NFL. He had success as a head coach for the 49ers, right? He had success because he was able to be himself, which was, you know, call it a player's coach, call it a, you know, happy-go-lucky, you know, I'm not going to punish you, let's have fun kind of coach, because he had strong veteran leadership. He had guys like guys like Dennis Stubblefield, like Jeff Garcia, like T.O., like you know all those guys that would hold the younger guys accountable. When he comes to Detroit, he literally has like the island of misfit toys in terms of all these weapons that have that haven't figured out how to put it together yet. So he needed to be a different type of coach for our team than he was in San Francisco. And and he never never figured that out. So I look at I look at the coaching situation in Denver, and especially the way it started at the very beginning. You know, game one. You know, people second guessing what was it? Was it play calling? Was it timeout? Game management? There was something that happened. Literally, game one it was the field goal he
5: he went for the 64 that, yard field that, goal or whatever Yeah, That's they,
2: exactly what, but, exactly
6: but they couldn't even get the like throughout the, the first two games they couldn't even get a playoff like all those times in the red zone they, they were they were literally trying to to figure out how to snap a ball with with no time left on the clock i mean it was just it was anarchy sure
2: but there there's there is say a lack of identity with the coaching staff so my point is you can say well they should be doing a b and c with russell and and the coaches you know should be doing something different yeah yeah they should but they're trying to figure out who they are as well Mm. right this is literally a group of people that are trying to we're all analyzing how they work together well they should be doing this so they should be getting the ball to this person but they're all sitting there thinking How do I do my job better? What are the people in the coaching staff in the locker room in the media thinking of me like that? That's the thing that that people forget is you look at this thing from the outside as, as a collective body, but it's made up of a bunch of individuals, individuals who are literally human beings who have the same, we call it the same feelings, the same, you know, the feelings of inadequacy of, of, um, am I living up to this? Like feeling pressure the same way that everybody else does. They're just doing it on a much bigger scale. So you throw all these things together, new coaches, new quarterback, and everybody's trying to figure themselves out, right, especially in this situation where everything's going wrong. So, sure, should they be running different plays? Yeah, maybe. But but they're having, like, like you said, Sook, they're literally trying to figure out how do I be a head coach? How do I get the plays in? How do I manage the sidelines? How do I, you know, to, to have a very public, very scrutinized decision in your very first game? Like these are human reactions that are are being looked beyond. And, and 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 people aren't taking like they're jumping straight to the Xs and Os, but not understanding that these are human beings in this situation that will respond in a way that isn't a, a, a robotic, it, they're not robots, right? They're not, they're not, I should run bootleg on third and five. No, like this is, these are people trying to figure it out and people are going to screw up and people are going to second guess and people are going to care about, you know, whether or not they say it on, you know, in their post-game press conference, they're going to they're gonna care about what other people think. Like this is literally a a situation of a new head coach, a new coaching staff, a new quarterback, all trying to figure it out and not doing it well. I know we're up against it, but I want
6: to ask you this last, last thing and get your take on it. He's about to turn 34 years old. He no longer looks to be as mobile. He no longer continues to extend plays. They don't run him out. He's not really a threat to move. He's, It looks like whether he's late with the ball, but he doesn't fit into tight windows anymore. Is it possible? Like we're used to these guys now playing great ball at 38, 39, 40. Is it possible that he just is having a natural career arc and at almost 34 years old, he has lost half a step. And when you lose half a step in the NFL, it can be the difference between being a very good quarterback. And now when you put in all these things that you talked about with a guy that's regressed, is it possible that he just isn't the same player?
2: yes but i will i will add the asterisk or the or the caveat that he has the ability to adapt right it's not like the plays aren't there or it's not like he can't make the throws anymore what he's lost like you said is is the ability to be a creative free thinking you know fly by the seat of your pants you know rely on Marshawn lynch to to bail you out kind of guy like that that is gone. Now, can he adapt? It's not like nobody's saying he's a bad quarterback. Nobody's saying he doesn't have the talent to do it. But what he has to do is is understand what is truly happening, admit what is truly happening, and make the necessary adjustments. Become Tom Brady. I mean, I well, say you know nobody can become Tom Brady, but right, like reinvent yourself. Say, what do I need to do to continue to get better? How do I get the ball out of my hand? Look at look at Tom Brady's release time from year three to year what is he in twenty three? Tom continues to get better and better, or is say quicker and quicker, getting the ball out of his hand. Is he getting stronger and physically bigger? No, he's getting leaner and more flexible. Right? He's a he's understanding what he is becoming. What do I need to do? I need to be able to get the ball out of my hands and not think I'm a 27-year-old Superman. Russell Wilson has to have a good look in the mirror and say, who am I and who do I want to become? Am I willing to admit that at the risk of undercutting this this persona or this image that I've put forward? And And I think that's going to be the difficult part. Good point.
5: We'll watch for it. Um, next week I'll ask you about um, <clears throat> the bad football. We've run out of time, but Tom Brady was saying, ah, oh, there's a bunch of bad football out there. And boy, last night was certainly a testament to that. So I want to know wh- uh, what you think about that. But we'll, we'll, I'll put that in my notes for next week. Okay, fella?
2: Either bad bad offensive football. Maybe we're just in a period of great defensive football. Could
5: be. Mm-hmm. Could be.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm
5: um, Well, either way, how you feel about it, we're going to have to wait a week to find out. Thank you. Dang it.
2: Dang it. All right, thank Duh. you.
5: All right, have a good weekend, and we will talk to you next Friday. All right, see you guys. All right, Joey Harrington, Fridays at 5.30 here on The Fan, brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Okay, let's peel back the layers of the Ryan Buckley onion. You ready to do this? Oh, yeah. He just was dropping, like, Mike Lynch bombs, well, just sliding them in. Apparently he's got huge earthquake news. Yeah. And he was... Part of the Napster lawsuit. Yeah, he's a scofflaw. He's a pirater. Horrible human being, Ryan Buckley. Let's find out about him next in the club on the fan.
0: Last bit about me was on there. Uh, We're not going to hear about that in the club next on the fan. Uh, Although I was, our family was sued by Napster. My dad was on the Bay Bridge during the 1989 earthquake. Um, There's some other stories we'll get into another time. But the club is next. Some fun stories for you. Boy fights Cobra, armpit STDs, and obscure sports
3: that you have to see. That's all coming up in the club on Primetime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.